1: Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today, I'm hosting Dr. Gail Brenner. She's a psychotherapist and blogger and the author of The End of Self-Help, Discovering Peace and Happiness Right at the Heart of Your Messy, Scary, Brilliant Life. Gail, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you so much. Thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled to have you. (laughs) You suggest that our search to fix What we believe are our inadequacies and failings will not bring us happiness or peace that we're truly seeking. So how may we discover our inherent
2: potential for happiness? It's about looking at our experience in the moment. So when we're searching for something outside of ourselves that we think is going to make us happy or think is going to fix that thing we think is broken about ourselves, we're assuming that we're missing something. And that is actually not the case. So in the moment when we're searching we don't have a very happy moment. We're feeling inadequate. We're feeling like something is not okay. And that's the moment where we feel like we're lacking something. So finding the happiness has to happen right in the moment. If we think it's going to happen at some other time or in some other place, we're not ever going to be happy. So when we look and we realize that our attention goes into our thought patterns and and our conditioned emotions and that those are the things that are making us feel feel like we're unhappy in that moment, that calls us to look deeper, to realize that all of this arises in a presence, in the ground of being that is who we really are. And when we recognize that we don't have to believe those thoughts and feelings about ourselves, we realize that in any moment, we can be peaceful.
1: Okay, let me get practical here. So let's take a self-help concept, such as um, the Law of Attraction. So, they're saying, you know, our thoughts create our reality. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, we need to change our thoughts. We need to replace them, you know, their negative thoughts with something positive, and that will
2: then improve our lives. Mm -hmm. So, what would you have to say about that? My understanding and my experience is that we don't need to change our thoughts into something more positive. We can realize that our attention is going into thoughts that are negative and limiting and maybe even depressing or anxious thoughts, and that that is what's making us feel not so great about our reality, but in any moment, we can move our attention away from those thoughts. It goes from doing to being, from searching for happiness to actually living it right now in this very moment. The thoughts aren't a problem. It's when we believe the content of the thoughts, and in any moment, we can let that float across like clouds in the sky, and we realize that we're here and we're present. And we're whole. So, what I'm hearing is that
1: it's to let go of the efforting. You're still saying, okay, we can turn our
2: attention from that negative thought. The attention goes into itself, it doesn't go to some other thought, some better thought, or some positive thought. The attention stops going out into that thought and it just returns to itself so attention pays attention to itself attention rests in itself and it sounds like it could be passive but what happens then is you touch into this aliveness that's here that unfolds that allows life to emerge so beautifully and we're in that reality and not living as if these negative and limiting thoughts were true I want to try and find an example of one of those thoughts. Many people have self critical thoughts. Definitely. Yeah, so that might be something that your listeners can identify with. So there's often this tape running through about self criticism, and everybody's version is different. Some of that language is quite harsh about how we think and feel about ourselves. One would say we would never speak to another as harshly as we speak to ourselves inside our own head. That's right. And that thought pattern becomes habitual, and it and then it becomes an identity. You believe that that's who you are, that one that's less than or incapable or not one to have one's dreams fulfilled. And you believe that that's who you are, and that's very painful and very limiting. But these are only thoughts. I don't want to say. No, just mm-hmm. just right there. Yes. Now, if we were
1: doing the law of attraction, then we'd do affirmations like, I am capable. I am. And we'd figure out different ones that feel good for us and that we can believe in. It only works if you actually believe it.
2: And, <laughs> you know, know, I think you take someone who's quite self-critical and you have them try to believe affirmations that it, it's not, it doesn't feel real. So, what we're talking about here is not a belief, not believing you're better than as opposed to worse than. But it's more about letting go of all of that and recognizing that there's a truth here. There's a beingness. We all know it. There's a foundation at the source of everything where we know we're fully alive. It's life. We're fully alive. We are expansive. We are loving. We're in touch with the love. We don't have to worry about being fearful of things. And this is a natural way of being.
1: So no matter what our childhood was and how our father was an alcoholic or whatever it was, whatever story we're talking about, that doesn't hold sway if we go to
2: this place. It's a radical idea to say that we are not our stories. We think we are our stories. And these are what cause suffering in our lives. And when we Consider that maybe that is not who I am. That's the dawn of the possibility of realizing that you can be happy right in this moment. Maybe you don't have to define yourself by that story. And I encourage people to try it out. What if you don't define yourself by your story? Just allowing things to unfold is a very relaxing way of being.
1: So one of the things that we would need to
2: do is... To notice
1: our thoughts. Yeah. I mean, that's like a key ingredient here because many of them, we're unconscious of them. They just kind of go play themselves by themselves without any prompting from us, and we don't even
2: notice we're doing it. And even if we're trying to be super aware of them, they sneak in. You know, they're (laughs) sneaky. So, yes, we have to be very aware of how we suffer because then we can make a choice. If we don't know that we're suffering and we're unconscious, we are making a choice, but we don't realize we're doing that. But when that suffering becomes very palpable and we're very aware of it and alert to it, we can make a choice. I don't want to go into that negative thought pattern again, and I don't need it. That's the other thing we think we need these identities. What am I if I'm not this self-critical being who feels inadequate? And I would say test it out. That's a good question. Who are you if you're not that? You know, you, you, and you'll find that you're fully alive. So you're saying suffering takes quite a bit of effort. It does. We have to keep these stories going, and it takes effort. It might feel in the beginning like it takes effort to not believe the stories, and and there's a certain reality to that. But this effortlessness eventually comes where we don't have to believe these stories, and we create them, and we create them over and over, and we we live in them, and we contract in them, and it's a difficult way of being, and it doesn't have to be.
1: How did you, Gail find those stories that you were telling yourself, those habitual stories that were attached to habits of thought?
2: I first had to know to look. And I, even though I'm a therapist, I was in therapy for a long time, 15 years, and no therapist, they were very nice people that I worked with, ever told me to look at my stories, to recognize, like, what are you thinking in this moment that's causing trouble? What is happening that you're feeling in this moment, not in my past and not about what might happen at some other time, but what's happening right now? No one ever guided me to look at my direct experience in the moment and this is revolutionary where you're not just buying into the stories from the past you're looking at right now in this moment it's about the moment so no one ever told me that and then when I learned oh I can look at my right now experience and I saw so much fear and so much negativity and my mind telling me what I can't I can't I can't do over and over there was so much of that I was shocked I didn't realize that all that was going on until I looked at my in-the-moment experience. So many therapies really take us on a journey of
1: all those stories and why you're feeling this way or why you're feeling that way because of this that happened in your childhood. Yes. So you even go
2: deeper into the story it That's seems to me. Absolutely. And, many times. and it's trying to move the puzzle pieces around to create a better story or to somehow come to some resolution but within the story. And as a therapist what I've found is that that essentially in the end does not work. You might have to work with people's stories for for some time. But until people can realize where their attention is going in the moment and make a different choice, they're going to continue to suffer. There are new therapies, that, like cognitive behavioral is beginning in the direction, and there are mindfulness therapies now that are you know, much more useful to people because they point you to your experience in the moment because this is where you can be happy. This is where you're suffering, and this is where you can find the freedom from your suffering. So you're saying it's really a presence of being in the now, right here realizing that you don't have to put your attention into that negative content you don't have to let these difficult feelings be the driver in your life There's an option, and that option is to be still, to let it go, to stop, to take a breath, to not go into all those patterns and let them just run and run and run, but to just stop. It's like a train going by the station. You don't have to get on. You can just stay there, watch it go, and you can just be there and be peaceful. Stop, look, and listen. Yeah. The stopping is so essential. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we can be wise then. You stop, you look, you listen, then you're making a choice. You're not letting unconsciousness just take over. Exactly, exactly.
1: Well, I want to thank you so much, Gail, for being with us on the New Dimensions Cafe. My pleasure. Thank you. I've been speaking with Dr. Gail Brenner. She's the author of The End of Self-Help, Discovering peace and happiness right at the heart of your messy, scary, brilliant life. And if you want to know more about the work of Gail Brenner and her blog, you can go to her website, gailbrenner.com, and she spells her name, Gail, G-A-I-L, Brenner, B-R-E-N-N-E-R.com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, New Dimensions. Org. I'm Justine willis toms Thank you so much for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe, and I invite you, please to join us again.
0: You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a 1,000 hours of programs to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973.